When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. I was like, is it a pregame show? Is it a postgame show? Is it a podcast? <laughs> it's Monday. That means it's a podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Gerald. That's Espo. How are you guys doing? You know, one of the struggles of being interracial is that your hair just does not want to accommodate you. My fucking mustache. There's always one little <laughs> fucking hair that wants to curl up into my nose and it tickles all the time. I fucking hate it. I don't think that's. I don't know just what to do with so that. <laughs> I don't know where I go from here. That happens to be too, and I'm not interracial, so it might just be no, a mustache. My hair is like both curly and straight, <laughs> right? So that's why. Okay. You could just pull that hair out. That'd probably be the quickest fix. Probably no? would be, but I didn't. How are the two of you doing? I'm fine. I thought last night was weird. This is off to to a start. Listen, I think what you need, what you're missing is that this is a holiday week. Therefore, (laughs) inherently, it's going to be weird. Also, Faces of Death over here was like trying to put the jinx on everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey, Lindsay want, wanted to murder Jacob. I just made I that I did no such no. thing. Out of nowhere, I just needed a mic goes. that needed to be I feel like fixed. somebody's going to die. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I mean, my mic is just slowly but surely sinking, so we'll see if it works throughout the remainder of this show. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's a holiday week. Things are a little bit weird in general, but we're going to have fun here still. And, of course, we're going to also be having a Black Friday sale, so make sure... You put this in your calendars. You can get up to 90% off all of our PHNX merch. It's going to be pretty dope. And if you spend $75, you also get a $15 gift card. Now, this will start at like, what, 12.01 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Friday. Okay. So if there was a day to stay up late this week, that's the day. Pro tip. Pro tip. Put everything in your cart right now that you want. At 12.01, hit buy. It'll all be on discount. You don't have to spend the time. Looking at it later, you can get it right away. There you go. That's actually a really smart idea. I've always been curious about that, so it'll stay in your cart. Because yep. sometimes you'll put things in your cart and then you go back and it's gone. And I'm well, like, yeah, the well, janky the websites. Of that? <laughs> well, phnxlocker.com takes care of you, Lindsay. It does. So. so check it out. All right, guys, we did get an update today from Shams on Bradley Beal. Here's what he had to share. Bradley Beal will be reevaluated in three weeks, and I'm told he's been dealing with a disc issue in his back. He's been gutting through it. He suffered it in training camp, Um, and even at some points, he's dealt with nerve irritation going down his legs from his back, and so he tweaked it in training camp. He's been dealing with it. They've had multiple MRIs, multiple exams, and there's been nothing structurally wrong. There's been no major issue, but this is a back, and anytime you have a back issue, you deal with discomfort, you deal with tightness, on a day-to-day basis, and so the Suns hope that within these three weeks, Bradley Beal will be able to get better and hopefully make a return at some point in December. But for the Suns, this was really about, instead of him being day-to-day, literally every day, and trying to push through it, and any given day, he could be 60%, he could be 70%, and try to play. The next day, he could be 30%, and then try to go through shoot-around and not play. Like, instead of going through the back and forth, the Suns made the decision, basically, to shut Bradley Beal down 
Uh, I think for them, they're not playing for November, December. They're playing to try to be into May and June. And so this was the decision they made with Brad Beal. So, like we said, it was smart for the Suns to just be like, listen, it is what it is. We're going to shut you down for a hot minute. We'll reevaluate in three weeks and we'll kind of go from there, which is smart because then it takes the pressure off of even Bradley Beal himself to try and figure out exactly what's going on with the back. But there are a couple of things in here that seem like it's a little bit concerning, but I don't want to overreact because I don't know the intricacies of how that kind of all works. We really need to find a back specialist to to educate. And Espo and I have been trying to find one, so we're still working on it. Because I don't understand how, if you have a herniated disc or a bulging disc, how that's not structural. Right. Like, well, I, that's that's the part that confuses the hell out of me. You know what that means, though? It's spinal. Yeah, it's it spinal. It is spinal. <laughs> well, okay, and a the lot of people in the chat are saying, I, like Mark says, if it's a disc issue, I'm surprised they haven't announced he's getting surgery. And a couple other people were saying, like, surgery on or on its way. Like, I don't know if you guys are being sarcastic or if you're being serious like is that something you would have to do if you have a disc issue like if you have a herniated disc you have to get surgery to fix it i i don't know i can't you know i could sit here and speculate but you know my eight-year degree wasn't actually medical it was just a long time in college so uh, here we go darth boyd has a comment discs who also has a herniated disc i believe they said that in the earlier in the chat said discs are not bone therefore they're not structural they are a jelly-ish membranes in between your spine. Jelly-ish. Um, look, I, I'd imagine that if it were something that required surgery, they would have went to that already. You think so? Well, Brian well, said surgery on a disc isn't something they do first. Yeah, so like if, if it were that serious, you know, we'd already know. I think they're going to try rest. They're going to look at things. What What concerns me more is the nerve stuff that was going to his legs mm-hmm. too because you know how how does that impact him if his back's feeling better but he's having lingering nerve issues that that's terrifying too i'm not going to overreact because they've shut him down for 3 weeks to see how it goes at that point if they extend it and they're like we'll reevaluate in a month again then i start to get concerned but maybe this 3 weeks is enough to get whatever is going on to, to settle down and he can come back and, and try to play. Yeah. I can't overreact when we don't know the extent of what's going on with the disc in his back till we know more details. Knowing the Suns, we won't get those details until they've already enacted until their course played. of action. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but I do think it is, it's reasonable to be worried at this point about Beal. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully at the end of this three week reevaluation period, we get news and we get good news. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is, the good news is it's only mid November. You still will have time, even if he's not back till like December to get things back on track, to get those reps with the big three, with everybody in their natural rotation spot when everyone's healthy. Um, but as of right now, we knew going into this season that health would be the biggest obstacle for this big three. And so far that's what we're seeing, unfortunately. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody in the chat mentioned epidurals is Mm -hmm. something. Have that you ever is seen an epidural thing. That no. is something Flex and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago when when we were discussing the Bradley Beal thing. Um, that that is a potential, like a a way of trying to help heal it anyway. Like that is an option that they could take. And a lot of people in the chat are saying that's kind of your starting point when you have a back injury like this. You work on injections, obviously rest, things of that nature. 
And then if that doesn't fix it, then surgery could potentially be down the line. I, you know, I, I think I don't, first of all, like I, I understand Bradley Beal wants to be part of this team, mm -hmm. but I don't want him sitting on a bench. Like, yeah, why like, fly him to Utah? Yeah, like I, I can't imagine like the travel is is helping in his recovery. It might not hurt, but I, I, that's what I feel like. I, I want him to do everything he possibly can to try to heal his back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then in three weeks, when they reevaluate, they're going to find out if they need to do more. And so I, I'm not going to freak out, but I'm also I am concerned. Like I'm concerned that this is going to be a lingering thing that he's not going to be able to fight through, and it's going to cause him. Um, pain for a longer period of time as opposed to if they were to address it a different way, if that's the issue. But I don't know. I'm not a back specialist. Yeah. yeah. We do have a super chat from Psycho Blue. Thank you, Psycho Blue. They said, the life of being a Suns fan is watching a star avoid his usual injury and instead get a new, unrelated, worse injury. Get well soon, Bradley. I, I want to go back to something I had said at one point here Steve Nash had three bulging discs. He dealt with the nerve pain, and that was from his time in Dallas through his time in Phoenix. So this is not a, you know, debilitating. Yeah, it's not. It's not a death sentence for his career. Mm -hmm. Let's make that very clear. Uh, you know, could it be a, an issue where he misses time at certain points? Sure, but this does not mean Bradley Beal's career is over because he's dealing with back issues like that. Steve Nash won two MVPs, carried this franchise for a seven-year period with uh, with similar back injuries. So, hmm. You guys in the chat are so funny. Um, yeah, so we'll keep you guys posted if we hear anything additional from the team, but I'm with you guys. Like, I would love for Bradley Beal just to hang. I know it's good to be around the team, but just hang out here in Phoenix. Like, just call it a day when it comes to... Um, going on the road with the guys. Give give everything a break. Uh, but here's the deal, you guys. We got some good things coming up for you from all of our partners. First and foremost, Desert Financial Credit Union has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union for more than 84 years. And right now, they want to give you $200 in bonuses. So all you have to do is open a free checking account online to get 200 in bonuses. And you can get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. It's a good time of the year mm -hmm. to get a, a couple of bonuses from your new credit union. Also, Saul's going to give you a pick of the week that is absolutely going to hit. Right, Saul? Uh, right, Saul? I hope so. You turned things around last night. <laughs> I sure you did. You finally hit on one of your son's bets. So finally. what you got for us today on the DraftKings pick of the week? Oh, Lindsay, this is not going to go the uh -oh. way you thought it was going to go. Uh-oh. Uh, ASU and U of A are playing this week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And the spread is uh, 11 in favor of the Wildcats. That's it. And, it, and the total points uh, over under is 51. Ooh. I am going to say right now that I do believe that the over will hit. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the Wildcats will, will cover this because their defense is outstanding. Uh, their offense is one of the best in the pack. They put it all together. And obviously we saw what ASU has been doing the last two out of three weeks against Utah, especially in Oregon. So... I would, and I'm not even saying that as a as a U of A fan. Like I'm just saying, like if you put both both, both these things on paper, you have a team that lost 55 to I think three, yeah. or 52 to three to to Utah, and another team that beat Utah 42 to 18. If you just take that, that's that's what I take. So take the take the points and the money. There what you was go. what was the points? 51 and a half. 50, just 51. 51. Mm -hmm. 
You think U of A could do that themselves? Uh, I mean, I think they'll put up a 40-burger. Also, let, let's just say this, too. Mm -hmm. uh, Jed Fish today talked about the, the rivalry, and he said, what do you got to do to to talk? To, what, what do you tell the new guys about the rivalry? And the first thing and only thing he said was, I just show them the billboard, which is the 70s at 7 billboard. Uh, if you don't think that the Wildcats wouldn't try to run up the score on ASU for, <laughs> for vengeance, mm -hmm. uh, you have another thing coming. So if you want to get in on that, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code PHNX because when you use that code, new customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. The crown is yours. Here we go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny. Four six seven three six nine in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Uh, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms and sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. It changed a little bit, so Get it wasn't as good Ontario. this time. KS is Kansas. I know, but I want to say KS because it's faster. You sure? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> KS, Kansas. 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 <laughs> Wait, do you want me to record one so we can we just really play need it? to record we one. really do i don't know if we're, we're allowed overdue. to we gotta ask not, max max told me no yeah. max is max is being a real turkey he's, he's a hater he is <laughs> he's such a hater um all right let's talk about kevin durant we got a super chat from big vernon big vernon mm -hmm. vernon said do y'all see why katie the most criticized nba player he only gets media coverage from when he is having bad games shaking my head I'll say this. Uh, I think the numbers don't lie in terms of KD. Mm -hmm. And there's polls out there that don't even have him as a top MVP candidate, which is just, it is insane. Kevin Durant is him. I, he's just, he has been this entire season. And they're starting to win now with Book back. He's only going to get better when Book comes back. It's not like he was going to get worse. So, yeah, I I would see the disrespect is 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 quite obvious when it comes to Kevin Durant because uh maybe they're just haters. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I mean, I feel like the the fact that we weren't winning all of those games initially probably dinged him a little bit for that. Yeah, yeah. but it's not just this year and you know, the eye test too. It's not just the numbers. It's not like you know, he looks bad in any way. It's it's a combination of the two. Again, like I say, that book, I think some of it's the 70-point game. I think some of this is they didn't like the way he went to Golden State. They didn't like the way he went to Brooklyn. And they didn't like the way that he decided he wanted to leave Brooklyn Which and come to Phoenix. BS, yeah, though. because it's business. I mean, as much as uh, we want to act like there's loyalty, I mean, in part, it's business. And a team's willing to move off these guys whenever they get the chance. So when a player decides to make that kind of decision – he gets hate for it or there's a bias against him. I think that's part of this with Kevin Durant. I really, I really do. And then it doesn't help that, uh, you know, Charles Barkley's out there pushing the bus driver thing, all these narratives too. Uh, I think a lot of it comes into play with Katie, but everything we've seen, uh, he's been otherworldly to start this season.
You know, he has. And and I think like the MVP ladder, they updated on a weekly basis. They start doing it the very first week. So there's going to be a lot of people in that top 10 that aren't going to be there a couple weeks, yeah. couple months from now. Um, I think Kevin Durant has a good chance to be in that group as the season goes on. Um, but it is like minor little complaints like this week for the Western Conference Player of the Week. Like De'Aaron Fox won it and he was great. The Kings went 4-0. Fox put up 32 points, six assists, five rebounds. Um, he was great. But like Kevin Durant was better in every category. He averaged 36, eight and eight on 63% shooting across the board. Suns went three and zero, and he didn't win the award. So it's just like one of those things where it's giving fuel and ammunition to the people that are like KD's held to a different standard because mm -hmm. stuff like that, he had the better numbers across the board. The only difference between him and Fox was the Kings played one more game and i think historically they do give precedence to amount of games and team success played in a week but like it's one of those things where as a suns fan you're like oh, okay now i get why kd fans feel like he's constantly disrespected because it feels like sometimes we do wind up taking his greatness for granted yeah i well, mean two out of three of us wanted to give him the big bright shining star last <laughs> night, so. i did not want to give it to him um but i think a lot of it too sometimes is is unfair but it is the the case right like last year with book we had to put sort of a threshold for him to be named our big bright shining star because if not we would give it to him every single night mm -hmm. at some point in the season we're probably gonna have to do the same thing again with him and kd so i understand when people might look at that number and be like well that's an average day for kevin durant whereas for De'Aaron fox that's really impressive is it fair no but do you kind of understand the way that people will judge players a little bit? Yes, but mm. if he had 28, 6, and 6, that was his average. They went 3-0, and and De'Aaron Fox had the week he had. Fine, but that wasn't the case. Kevin Durant had massive numbers. What is it, 36, 36 8, 8, and 8? Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and over the last three games, he shot 63% from three, hasn't missed a free throw, like – it's not like he's not playing above what you expect from even Kevin Durant. I, that's part of my problem with it. Yeah, I think in that case, like I said, they put more stock in. If you played four games in a week, you're going to get the edge just because four games in a week is, is a lot. 4-0 and is better than 3-0 and technically, but... Um, analytics math just one more game i guess i don't know how they do math these Numbers. days but, but what was his plus minus all right yeah, it's, the plus. Oh my God. it's it's one of those things that like i said it gives fuel to the people that feel like he is judged differently and he shouldn't be because if we look right. at what he's doing for the suns right now it's pretty insane it is and gerald i know you pulled some stats for us um especially when you add in how old KD is, mm -hmm. what he's doing right now is very impressive. Yeah, so let's take a look because this is the list of players over the age of 30 to average at least 30 points per game. And granted, it's still early. We're only 13 games into the season, but that list is all Hall of Famers. It's Michael Jordan, it's Jerry West, James Harden, Rick Barry, Allen Iverson, Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, LeBron James, and KD. Um, like, that's that's pretty insane. And the fact that Curry is doing it a second time so far this season is pretty insane, but like that's, that's rarefied groups right there. The only players, if this were to stand in NBA history to average 37 and five on 50% shooting and 40% from three for a full season, KD so far this season, Luka Doncic so far this season. 
The only players who have ever averaged 30 points per game at age 35 or older, KD this season, Curry this season, LeBron two seasons ago. Like, these are insane numbers, and I again, I understand we're only 13 games in. We have a long ways to go, but what KD is doing, aside from the minutes, doesn't feel unsustainable. If anything, it feels like since Book came back, his job's gotten a lot easier. He's been able to pick and choose his spots a lot more. Um, so hopefully if we get Beal back, it adds to that, adds to the spacing that he's had, the ability to attack double teams, pass out of them, and rack up some of those assist numbers as well. Um, the only players in the first 13 games of a season to post the numbers KD's posting, KD this year, Luka this year, and KD last season in Brooklyn. <laughs> so he's been doing it the last two years, basically, whenever he's been healthy, playing at an unbelievably high level. And it's fun to watch, frankly. Like, I know last night's game was super stressful, but being able to watch KD and Book do their thing late in games against teams that they should beat and win, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. when you're 35 and you're outscoring your age on a regular <laughs> basis, yeah. you should uh, you should be recognized for that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like what Sean said in the chat, too. KD would average 40 if he took 20 to 25 shots a game. If his intention was to score, he would average a lot more points. And I think that is something that you can't overlook with Kevin Durant as well. He's come out and said this year, you know, like that, I don't want to take that many shots a game. Like that's mm -hmm. not what I'm trying to do. He is an ultimate team player because he very well could be a selfish player who's putting up even more insane numbers than he is and getting even more accolades and people would have to be paying attention to him because it would just be out of this world. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't act that way. He doesn't play that way because he knows that the greater good is better than whatever accolade he's going to get or whoever is going to give him flowers that day or the next day. Yeah, he, he knows that it's a long season. He knows his body and he knows the importance of involving your teammates throughout the season so that when they're in those spots in tight playoff moments, you can rely on the guy next to you to make the right pass, to find the open shooter and for that guy to knock down the shot. And it, it hasn't been perfect. Someone in the chat said they need a whole practice passing out of double teams. They <laughs> did that when Book and Beal were out. They had they've been drilling, you know, the spacing around KD because of all the turnovers they were creating. So it is something they're cognizant of. It is something they're working on. And hopefully, just like I said, with more reps, it continues to get better. I mean, there's 69 games left to go in this season. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, we have one more stat for KD as well. I know mm -hmm. we heard this one on the broadcast last night. So most consecutive 25-plus point games with uh, different franchises. So 41 with the Thunder, 10 That's with nuts. the Warriors, 18 <laughs> with the Nets, and 12 which is still active right now currently with the Suns. 41 is insane. He just had a whole half season with the Thunder where he dropped 25 and 41 straight games. That's nuts. Yeah, but 12 with the Suns being still active. That's something to keep an eye out on. We'll see if mm -hmm. uh, he can at least catch. Because that's what, Golden State was 10, so he's got to catch the Nets at uh, 18. 18. Mm -hmm. Could probably do that. Yeah, I have faith in right you, now. KD. I have faith in you. Um, we had a question. Okay. I want to answer this question because we did kind of hear a little bit of the discussion on the uh, All Cities NBA podcast, which is part of the family. If you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. But Ted said, is Grayson a better overall player than Beal based on his defensive abilities? So the, the I don't want to necessarily talk about like comparing the two, but let's compare as far as because what they brought up on the podcast was, can Beal really take this offense to the next level because it's already – 
pretty much at the highest of the highs with booking mm, KD. But no. defensively, do you lose something inserting Bradley Beal in there instead of like a Grayson Allen type? I don't. That think, was the question that was posed. I don't think part. that they're at the highest of the highs yet. Mm. I still think that they listen. There's still only 13 games into this season with a whole bunch of new parts. They're going to figure some more things out, and their offense is going to become even more efficient. Then to add Bradley Beal in that, that's just so disrespectful to Bradley Beal. Like, I know he gets hurt, but I feel like we have very much recency bias when it comes to Bradley Beal in terms of his injuries and not realizing he is at full strength. He is one of the best guards in the NBA, and his offensive output is going to far exceed any lack of defense when it's in comparison to Grayson Allen. And it's, yeah, sure, he's not as good of a defender as Grayson Allen. Sure. But he's far more superior than Grayson Allen when it comes to the offensive side of the ball at all at, at every single level. So I, I just cannot take that seriously. I, I don't want to take anything away from Grayson because he's been a solid been 13 fantastic. and 5 in his role. Like You all know I'm all in on Grayson. Yeah, yeah. and he's been like a top 5 three-point shooter this season, which I you know I don't think Beal's going to shoot 50% from 3. could be wrong on that. But Grayson's been fantastic. But defensively even, if you look at some of the games he's had, Grayson has not been tremendous on that end. Um, like there was a couple games against the Lakers where D'Angelo Russell was getting to his spots against him. I, I think plugging Beal into either one of his spots with Eric Gordon or Grayson Allen, it's the defensive drop offs not going to be that extreme, especially because they're not a great defense right now. They were to start the season since then. They're 20th in defensive rating um, and just what you gain offensively in terms of his driving ability his ability to cut off the ball as a spot-up shooter and just being more of a gravity hub because as much as Grayson is a tremendous shooter, defenses are not going to, you know, like look at him the same way they look at Beal. They're not going to throw double teams at Grayson. They're going to, like, it, it's going to be an impossible pick-and-choose situation when Beal is out there, especially with those other two. He's a guy that can ground bench units as well you can't really say that about Grayson. So the offensive ceiling raises a lot when Beal's out there. When you when you saw last night with KD and Book, just mm -hmm. KD and Book, mm -hmm. you saw how much attention Utah was trying to uh, to have towards those two guys and throwing double teams basically at at each guy every single time. And there was even a possession uh, that went between Book and uh, and KD multiple times before KD got an open three. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Now you add Bradley Beal on the opposite side to that as a cutter or even as a mid-range or a uh, shooter or even ball handler, and that changes the entire game. Mm -hmm. Like, we we can't de-emphasize that. Like, and, and people are trying to, and I don't I don't understand that. Like, I get we haven't seen it yet, and I get you don't you don't logically know how this is gonna work. And I get that, but We've seen this before, and we've brought it up before when it comes to the Warriors with Steph, Clay, and KD. Um, now, Bradley Beal is not Clay Thompson from a shooting perspective, but he is better than Clay Thompson in terms of driving to the basket, uh, drawing contact at the rim, and also the mid range jumper. Like, you can't knock Bradley Beal for that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I get it. He's injured, and it's hard to understand what this is going to look like. But w I, I don't agree with the assessment that they would, they would lose as much as they would gain on the offensive defensive side with Bradley Beal in comparison to, to Grayson Allen. Cause that's just, you're disrespecting Bradley Beal, a guy who averaged 30 points a game or more in two seasons in the last five years. Like, 
Come on, guys. Can I add some more context to this? Because I was doing the research for KD's streak, and he also had a streak with the Nets with 25-plus points to start the season for 17 games. He broke Bradley Beal's record, who was at 16. So Brad Beal's one of those guys. Like, he can put it in like that. How much better can this offense get, though? Because nine of their games this season, they've scored 114 or more points. So... At some point, there's only going to be so many shots available. And, yes, can they clean up uh, their turnovers? Could Bradley Beal potentially help with that? Sure. But how much more is there to grow in this offense? What's the ceiling in terms of that? Because they've scored an insane amount already, uh, and that's at times without Devin Booker out there also. So, I mean, efficiency maybe, but is this a team that we're now talking they're pushing 120 a night if Bradley Beal is out there, you know, maybe pushing 130 on some nights, which we've seen on multiple occasions already. Like, that's my biggest question is how much more is there to grow? I think defensively you put Bradley Beal in place of of Eric Gordon or Grayson Allen, and I don't think you're going to have a huge drop off in that starting lineup defensively but i i would say this in terms of the ceiling comment i i don't the ceiling the ceiling to me is like a goal and you know somebody once told me if you goals should just be guidelines they shouldn't be the end result because if you do that then you're you're placing a cap on what you're trying to get accomplished and you don't even know if there's anything more to accomplish right and we saw this in the late 90s early 2000s basketball was kind of at a standstill for for lack of a better word scores were in the 90s the 80s shit sometimes the 70s and then what happened you brought in the phoenix suns with steve nash and changed the entire game you don't know what is possible until you see it out there in person and i would wager to bet that you're looking at another 10 points per game at a minimum if bradley beals on that lineup because some of those lineups um, are obviously when they go to the bench and they're alternating between KD and and and, and Beal, I mean KD and Book, now you're going to be able to throw Beal in with one of those two at all times. So you might have two guys on that court pulling that gravity no matter what, and then you you add the third guy in and it just makes it even better. So that's, I, I don't, I, I, I see where you're going with this in terms of how far they can go, but I, I, I still think that there's plenty of room to improve. But, but is it more the floor raises than necessarily where you're not going to have a 95-point game like we've seen. I mean, is that – I don't know. I know their offensive rating as of right now is ninth, according to, to NBA.com. So It is, but I, I think it raises both, to be honest with you, because I, I think if you look at it, they're ninth, but since it's so early in the season, there are a lot of teams that have really high offensive rate. Like last year, the Kings had the highest offensive rating in NBA history at 1186 Right now, the Suns are ninth, and they're at 116, basically. So they're not far off where the greatest offense in NBA history was last year. And as seasons continue to go on, we're going to see that number rise and rise. But I I feel like the fact that they've put that kind of offensive rating up with Beal only playing three games, with Book only playing, what, four or five now? Like, once they get all three of those back, I think it raises it another level because it's not just about adding another, you know, 20, 25 points per game score out there. It's how much easier do the looks become for Grayson, for Gordon, for Yuta, for 
Nurkic rolling even if you have to worry about, okay, we're sending a double at book, but now he swung it to KD, so we need to rotate there, but also double KD. Now we need to rotate more. Like, they're going to have defenders in a tailspin, I think. So, you know, they need to stay healthy. Obviously, book and KD will need to stay healthy. Beal will need to get healthy for them to get there, but greatest offense in NBA history is not that far out of reach from where I'm sitting. The last three games since, you know, book's been back and Mm -hmm. been book. They're averaging 134.7 points <laughs> per game. Yeah. Four more points than they than the closest team. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm like, are we talking they're gonna be at 140? Like more, I mean, as like, well. We want more. <laughs> more. It's, it's more. insane. More. And one of those was against the NBA's top ranked defense. More passion. Yeah, more like, energy. More passion. <laughs> no? Nobody else? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad from? at least one person here from? understands. TikTok, of course. Oh, so not like a real thing, just a... No, it's a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's real life online, Gerald. All right, okay, my bad. (laughs) All right, well, listen, if you guys are looking for the best gift to take to your uh, company gift exchange, maybe you're doing a Secret Santa this year, I'm telling you... One of the best things you can get for that are lottery tickets from Arizona Lottery, like the the holiday scratchers specifically, because these are so much fun. Because, listen, everyone always knows there's like a limit, usually somewhere around 20 to 30 dollars, something like that. This is where you could potentially get your biggest bang for your buck here, because you buy twenty five dollars in holiday scratchers. You could potentially win like half a million dollars. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. The top prizes are up to $500,000, but they're fun. Plus, it's like a little game. Mm-hmm. And if you do the exchange where they get stolen, everyone wants to steal those because the potential for what you could win is super intriguing and really exciting. They're always a good hit. And they're really good for stocking stuffers, too, just to add a little something something special in there. Mm-hmm. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Uh, shout out to Arizona Lottery. Can I share a story? Yes. Uh, it's not, no, it's I not my humorous. Mind. I feel it's like just, it was sentimental. It, it, no, it actually is going to be sentimental. Uh, I, you know, we joke that they can, you know, it's a great gift, whatever. Well, my grandfather used to uh, love scratch, scratch tickets, and he'd send what he'd call Papa's bingo money. When he won, he'd just share the money with all us grandkids, uh, you know, and the he the last thing he said before he passed away he had called me up that that day i was like 11 said i'm coming out for christmas right and uh so now uh, he passed away that next day we found out it was october uh and now anytime i see scratch tickets i think of it especially this time of year i get one and it's like this this connection with my grandfather and anytime i win i think about that so when they told me arizona lottery was going to be a sponsor that was the first thing I thought about That's was cute. my grandfather and that feeling. And the, it can have like an emotional connection. You know? So to me, uh, it, it's it's something that it, that actually meant something to me. So I just awesome. wanted yeah. to share that. And they're, they just make really fun gifts. I think they're enjoyable. Plus, you get to the excitement of scratching them around people on the holidays, too. And if you win, everyone celebrates even more. And, of course, you can pick them up at Circle K. You know, we love our friends over at Circle K. And you should also join their inner circle. It's a free membership program. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You save three cents per gallon every day. You also get every six free on a selection of Circle K products. So join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com 
for details. Brian Abdallah in the chat said, uh, I, I don't know, man. I feel like I'd feel some type of way if I gave somebody a scratcher and they won big money. It's okay. Like pissed as hell. That's the question. <laughs> Bro, I feel the same way. If I gave you a scratcher for our secret Santa or whatever type of whatever we end up doing this year, because mm. I don't think we fully decided, and you won, let's say, $50,000. Would you give me some? Hell no. You gave me the ticket. My money. I, I, I would reimburse that's the you question. for the ticket. I mean, the question is, <laughs> here's your dollar. Here's your $2. We I mean, I probably, you know, if I, if I won like $50,000, I'd probably give you a grand. I feel like. It's like a little finding fee. I yeah. kind of feel like if you win, I think there's a certain threshold. Like if I win 100 bucks, like I'm not giving you $10. Like that's kind of. Right. I think if there's a threshold, though, where like if you win over a certain amount, that could be considered semi-life-changing i guess to an extent like you could pay off a bill mm -hmm. you could potentially get a new car or something like that i think you throw a bone to the person I mean, like, who got you the scratcher for I, sure if you got like a thousand bucks or yeah. something like that maybe i'll yeah. buy you lunch or something like that <laughs> right I, I mean that's not bad i mean a thousand bucks yeah. that's a lunch. i love how i share this emotional story that i'm like hell no i'm yeah. kidding i know i know papa was sharing it. with everybody espo was like fuck that i'm keeping well, my shit Lindsay asked if i'd give it to her saw gerald sure you different story depends on who gave me the scratchers oh, all right man. we do have a super chat from psycho blue thank you psycho blue said kd hasn't had someone like book on his team since he was with the golden state warriors book opens up a ton of paths for kd so he doesn't have to force the issue and this can keep kd from getting hurt before beal returns that is the hope yeah that's the hope yeah, yeah. Need to I avoid mean, more forty-eight minute games like yeah, last night. But, yeah. I mean, he did have Kyrie for for a stretch last year, mm -hmm. and then he did have Harden for a little bit as well. Never had those three together outside of seventeen games. But mm -hmm. I, I so I wouldn't say he hasn't ever had a, a player like that in Brooklyn. But yes, uh, in terms of consistency, uh, from from a book's perspective and his efficiency. <sighs> million percent and i will say book right now at the level we're seeing him play at is the best player that he's played with since steph curry i would i would say that uh, my gas might have been a little aggressive there but kevin the chat said when i worked at circle k i sold a 2.5 million dollar jackpot ticket and they gave me 300 bucks i feel like you deserve more than 300 dollars kev that's messed up Damn, i'm sorry what i mean 2.5 hey, million I'll get the, you need you more than though, that. You deserve more than that. The fact that the person went back to the person that they bought it from that is nice. and gave anything. I agree. Most people don't even do that. I agree. So. But you're taking home at least a million dollars on that. You couldn't throw them a thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, you could opt it. You just became a millionaire. You can't lend me a thousand. You you just got a band. You can't give me a band aid. I mean, he <laughs> do you all catch the reference yeah, on I that got one? Yeah, we got, got it. it. <laughs> she was holding on to that all. Show. I was, but that that killed me today that, was that tweet funny. was hilarious <laughs> that was great i don't know i'm just saying you deserved at least a thousand dollars for that one yeah anyway uh so deandre Ayn comes to town tomorrow <laughs> speaking of guys who got too much money and didn't give anything back <laughs> Hardly, oh, Hardly. Oh. 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 wow oh. wow <laughs> Damn. Well, uh, DA is coming to town tomorrow. The yep. first time he will face off against his former team. Mm. Uh, first and foremost, how do you guys think the reaction is going to be inside the arena? Do you think it'll be split or do you think it will lean more one way or the other? I feel mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know why, but I feel like people are going to boo. I feel yeah. like there's going to be a lot of people that boo. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even know if it's 50-50 anymore. I, I hope that it's not. 
I, I know that it's going to be split. I hope that the cheers drown out the booze because as much as we've talked about, especially over the summer, the Suns needing to move on from DA and DA needing to move on from the Suns, to be honest, like he did give this franchise some very memorable moments. Um, he was a good guy off the court. He did put up with a lot of toxicity off the court. And to be fair, some of that, you know, we've, we've talked about, like, if you don't like the fan reaction, like playing better helps with that a mm -hmm. lot of the time. But at the same time, like, I, I do hope that he, it's not an uncomfortable situation, which I think it's going to be. Um, because we've both sides have moved on and as much as, you know, us having this type of segment feels counterproductive to that, this is the trade that's going to determine this season. So I think it's fair to look at what DA has done with Portland to this point and what the Suns have done with Nurkic, because we're going to continue to look back at this trade, no matter what happens this season and say like, that was key in what happened the rest of the year. Yeah. Give him his, give him his video, acknowledge his time here. Mm -hmm. Fans should politely clap, and then I think there should be complete indifference after that. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not here. Uh, recognize what he did. Don't need to boom, but also don't need to cheer him. Mm -hmm. you know, I think I think indifference is more condemning than booing somebody or whatever. It's just like, hey, you're in Portland. We've moved on with Grayson, Nurk, and Nasir Little, and it is what it is. Well, you know, I think, again, to Gerald's point, uh, I know D.A. talked a lot, and I feel like this is part of his legacy, is the fact that he talked a big game about doing X, Y, and Z, and he didn't live up to his own hype that he self-inflicted, to yeah. be honest with you. And you kept waiting for it, and you got it in spurts, but you didn't get it consistently enough. And you didn't, more importantly, you didn't get it in the times that you really needed it. You know, last year, uh, you know, uh, against Denver, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't even a blip on, on Jokic's radar. Like he couldn't even preside, he couldn't present any resistance. And when you when you leave with that feeling and, and that as your lasting memory, it's really hard to bounce back from that in the fan base's eyes. Mm. And I think that's why a lot of people are going to boo because I feel like they're going to resent him. Also, on top of this, and I I do want to say this, uh, Leo Barrientos talks about Tumani, and but he's talking about him getting a tribute video, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Summer League highlights and shit. I think you uh, which is pretty funny. I would love it. But I mean, and I'm not I'm not saying it, but Tumani right now is balling his ass off. He is. And he legitimately could be the better part of that deal for Portland in the long run, which is crazy to think of. He yeah. jammed all over Chet Holmgren. Yeah, he did. I just, but for I, let's be honest too. Um, on the flip side, if Tumani was still with the Suns, he would not get nearly the experience he's getting in Portland. I don't know about He'd that. He'd be glued on the bench right now. He, I don't, I don't think he would get as much experience. He wouldn't get the benefit of the doubt to be able to play through all the mistakes that inevitably come with being a rookie. Like, this is kind of a blessing for Tumani as well sure, because sure. he is going, he's now in a place where he's able to do those things. He's going to be able to work on his game in real NBA level games and there's something so valuable about that it's not like the Suns even have a G League team at the moment to be able to send Tumani to so as much as it did suck to lose Tumani in that because we were all looking forward to seeing what he brought to the table this is better for him I mean it if, really is if if you're talking long term long picture mm -hmm. I could see that that's this why I said year, long term yeah, yeah so <laughs> I, I think that's oh, I wanted to clarify mm -hmm. that that's you know that I agree with you on that front if uh long term maybe right now is what it is but uh on on the da front again 
if your ex comes at you after afterwards and they're angry or they act like it's great to see you, those two things, whatever. If they act like they don't know you or don't care about you, that cuts deeper. And that's why I'm like indifference. I think if you want to make some kind of point as a fan is, is probably the better path of all of it. So. I just want us to be better as a fan base. Does I, it really matter? Just, you know, it shouldn't celebrate the guy. He was here for five years. We got to the NBA finals uh, and, you know, he had some really bright spots. Yeah, he had some low lows, but cheer, move on and be done with cheer it. Cheer for the video. Don't cheer for the guy. Oh, yeah, there, cheer guy. for the yeah, video. Like yeah, of course. Yeah. Because, well, it's one of those things, too, if you look at what he's doing in Portland. It's not like he is blowing away anybody's expectations yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's averaging 12 points per game, 11 mm-hmm. rebounds, which the rebounds, he's seventh in the NBA, so that's great. But shooting the second lowest field goal percentage of his career, taking the second least amount of field goal attempts per game. And so this kind of goes back to what we had talked about in terms of, like, people really thought that two playing with two hall of fame level point guards was somehow holding him back. Like he needs good point guards to be effective at this point in his career. I hope he gets the opportunities to expand his game, learn how to create some of his more offense, but like so far that hasn't been the case. So, you know, kind of shitting on a guy while he's already down, it feels beneath us at this point, especially when we spent the whole summer saying like he needs a fresh start. We need a fresh start. Both sides got it. Like, clap, golf clap, move yeah. on. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, be, okay, great. If anything, I feel like it's worse for, um, like, Devin, right? Because Devin took the high road when everything kind of went down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like DA was a little bit more sour towards the whole situation as far as, like, unfollowing on social media and things of that nature. And if I'm Devin, I'm like, well, that's messed up. Oh, he's going to take – I think he's going to take it personally. Yeah. I, I think tomorrow you will see the real – the real, the true emotions of both players <laughs> tomorrow in that game yep. uh, because it is also a play-in game or a in-season yep. tournament game. Yep. So there's a little bit more on the line, especially from the Suns. The Suns have got to win big. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. Portland's pretty much out of that yeah. officially, right? Yeah, they're basically out. Um, so, uh, you know, the Suns have got to win big uh, because they need to make sure that they're that number two or that at-large team right now. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, I, I just feel like we're going to get a Booker DA showdown at some point. I just feel like it's coming. Yep. Give it to me, NBA. Give it to Give me. us that ice. I need to switch. see <laughs> I need to see that attack at the rim, him trying to block Book, Book trying to dunk on him, and then the <laughs> aftermath. Like, I need to see that. Mm-hmm. Can, can I just – when we get into this tomorrow, mm-hmm. can everybody not just directly go, let's compare Nurk – and DA stats and yeah. go straight there because <laughs> well, you, you got to remember Grayson Allen and Nasir Little were part of this deal as well. And we've got to look at it in totality uh, and, and also remember how much less that uh, Nurk is making than DA, because I know that's going to be the default tomorrow, good or bad from a son's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it can't be distilled just simply down. I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think it's gonna the uh, fans will just go? Oh, look, Nurk did this. Oh or, no, 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 I think they will oh, do that. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't think don't people think. are gonna be able to resist that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> the agreement part yeah. is, is the uh, the questionable part of that one for uh, sure. Also, let me address uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Get stuffed, Darth. All right. 
your fantasy league's fifth on my fantasy league priorities. Oh, right oh wow. I gotta stay I gotta stay at a Waffle House wow. and I got more money riding es- elsewhere. Espo's oh. fantasy team scored twenty seven points. Oh no. That is horrible. Yeah, but it was that also is, against Darth's wife, had, and I, I I wanted to give her the easy he had win. Tyree so. Kill just sitting on the sure. bench chilling. Sure. Damn. It's also one of those weird leagues that you play two QBs. Who the hell does that? Just a weird league. Voida does that. Yeah, Voida is weird ass. You didn't league. have to join yeah, the league, exactly. Espo. Exactly. I'm just mad that you I didn't set said my no. Line. You could have said no I, easily. I genuinely forgot. The last week was crazy, and I forgot. <laughs> All right, I forgot. That's better. I'm sorry. There. I still would have lost even if I said it. I did the math. Hey, oh, if you have better. five fantasy leagues, that's on you. You should have been gang banging those lineups. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you can watch tomorrow's game on Arizona Family Sports. All you need is an antenna. And yes, you can hang out with K-Ray and EJ on the call. Wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona's Family Sports. If you are looking for a great pick-me-up for the holidays, might I recommend new flooring from our friends over at Empire Today. Empire I heard they got Today, great hardwood over there. You get shop-at-home convenience, <laughs> the right product for your needs, and quick and professional installation and a price match guarantee. Hell yeah. You can also see what it looks like in your home by using their floor visualizer, which you can find at empiretoday.com slash phnx. And... And get this, schedule free in-home estimate today and all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when you use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash PHNX for details. Can I? Can I? You make- jerks. Lindsay's <laughs> <laughs> a pro for getting through that whole yeah. read without acknowledging. Can that, I suggest shout a new, out to EJ by the way? Yeah, can I suggest a new Arizona Family Sports uh, so tagline? Sure. <laughs> Arizona Family Sports. You never know what the hell is going to come out of EJ's mouth. I feel like <laughs> should be, like watch so you know, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right guys, we're going to round out the show with some fun here, but fun around the Suns uh space. So, we're going to talk about Devin Booker's uh new sneakers, the Chapter 1. We've gotten to see quite a few colorways mm-hmm. over the last couple of months, and I think we should uh kind of rank them. Yeah. Give uh, give our opinions on what we've got so far. So, we'll run through each one real quick. Uh, we've got the orange one that everyone knows and loves. Of course, it's called the clay orange one. Mm-hmm. And I think these ones are kind of just, they're classic sun's color mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah. I mean, I, I like them. I, I know that they're very bright and these might only work better as a basketball shoe than a lifestyle shoe. Mm-hmm, I agree. But I still like them. I like the texturing on them too. Like it's it's a cool look still for me. These will likely be in my show rotation. I think they're a perfect mm-hmm. show shoe. I think they look good on a basketball court, especially the in-season tournament court here and in Utah, that purple. Uh, very much a uh, NBA Jam Turbo kind of feel to it. We're going to so. get you in those shoes with the purple pants at some point. Uh, I, sure. I would love that. <laughs> I would, I'm down for that 100%. Uh, we also have the bluish gray ones, the ash and slate. That is this colorway. I'm not mad at these ones. These ones feel more like a lifestyle shoe, though. It's crazy to me how as we go through these, you guys will notice that like the colorways almost make the shoe look like a completely different yeah, shoe. Yeah, for they sure. Do. I like this one. Uh, the best, uh, well, not the best, but it's one of the ones I do like. I like how subtle it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not in your face blue. Uh, it's just, it's a nice, good shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Then, we, of course, we have the purple, the B legendary ones. Now, these ones are 
um, a little extra special, I think, mm -hmm. because obviously they've taken some inspiration from the Kobe's that book has worn for a long time. They have the legendary, I think, written on the, the toe as well. These are classic ones. And I think if you're more of a sentimental kind of person, these are the shoes you probably Love will want to get. I, th I think, it, it, listen, the tribute couldn't have gone any better in terms of this shoe. And I think it's fantastic. They're clean, man. Yeah, yeah. really nice looking. I think these are probably my favorite mm. of the group. I'm obviously partial to purple, but also what it means to book. that That's one thing I love about these shoes is it's obvious that Devin Booker took great pride in the details on these and every little part that has meaning. I mean, we went through each of the elements in the shoe, but even the colorways, you could tell he thought about it. So. Yeah. Then they've got the white and gray one, the quote-unquote quote cool gray. I and these, these ones are kind yeah. of like a good mix between they work as a basketball shoe and a lifestyle shoe. Yeah. I feel like this one is the one that hits both perfectly. Yeah. And all of these look better in person, but these in particular really pop in person. We saw him on the other end of the practice court wearing these when he wore them for the first time. We we're like, oh, those are really nice. I'm looking forward to those ones. Yeah, these, these look like an everyday shoe that I'd love to just wear all the time. I like to you gotta clean them though. Yeah, you gotta get those. You gotta keep those ones clean. Oh uh, then God, you've got the, the all black ones. <laughs> these are the Detroit Stomper. Mm -hmm. um, black on black on black with a nice little Detroit like uh, D in the back of the shoe there. I'm not a big fan of these ones, to be honest yeah, with you. Okay. These are the ones where I feel like the all black make like this shoe does not look like Devin's chapter one shoe to me. Could be the photo too, just in and of itself. But mm -hmm. um, I'm not I'm not too not too hip on these. Mm -hmm. But I understand that the all black is probably pretty high on a lot of people's list simply because it's all black. Yeah. And you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Then you have uh, the black and gold. I don't know what these ones are called. I couldn't quite figure that the one out. Craftsman. craftsman. We're going with the craftsman. That's what they're called. Um, I think I like these better than the all black ones, to be honest with you. I do too. These are the ones I'm going to wear to Gerald's wedding, I think. Okay. So. Okay. Nice. See, the ones I'm going to wear to Gerald's wedding are the light or wood brown, the ones we found out today. They're like a cream colorish one. Yeah. These are 100% the best ones, in my opinion. Those are a million percent the best ones, in my yes. opinion. 100%. Also, the best thing about this is every shoe allegedly is going to be 120 bucks, which is a nice. So price it's not point. a crazy ass price, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's really nice. I, I wonder. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about. Hmm. I can fit in little little kid shoes still, like the big boy <laughs> shoes instead of the adult shoes. Uh, and when I bought some of my basketball sneakers in the little boys ones, they were like 50 bucks cheaper. I wonder if Book's going to have those. I don't know. So if you got small feet, there's a little workaround for you. That's pretty good. Okay, so what you guys kind of mentioned some of your faves. If you had to put these in order, where are you going? Or at least top three. I got the the brown, uh, the last one we just did okay. uh, first. And then I have the, the gray and white ones. What are those called again? Cool gray. cool grays. Oh, that would sorry, be my cool gray. yeah. The cool grays would be two, and then uh, the ashen slate would be three for me, and then the purple ones would be four. Um, everything else is at the bottom of the list. So I'd go <laughs> be legendary purples, the cool gray, uh, the craftsman, and then the orange, and the rest of them I could take them all. I'm going to go Cool Gray number one, Orwood Brown number two, Be Legendary three, Ashen Slate four, Craftsman five, Orange six, and then Detroit Stomper is last for me. I'm only taking the light Orwood Brown, the cream colored ones that we got today. That's the only one that I feel like I would actually wear. Um, and I just think they're the best. They're the best one. Mm -hmm. and from a from a 
fashion lifestyle perspective, which mm. is the only way that I would be wearing these shoes. I'm not playing basketball. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at it straight from, which I appreciate Devin's thought process there of putting in some effort to make them a basketball shoe from a functionality standpoint, but also fashionable from a look standpoint. Um, but those cream ones, chef's kiss, yeah. best one we've seen so Love far, them. in my opinion. I can't wait to see how they hold up in a workout too. Like how, because I have some crappy workout shoes, but if these can be functional for that, functional for work, like, and look good, I may be buying a lot of the book chapter ones. So. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the last thing we wanted to talk about, also, we'll keep you guys posted when we hear um, when some of these will drop and when they aren't. But what? What are we laughing at? Half-Life Heroes in the chat said that could save Espo hundreds with the amount of shoes he eats. Oh, gosh. A healthy diet of shoes. Yes. Oh, okay, so we had a Reddit post. <laughs> We're shared. actually going here, aren't we? We are going here. Okay. This Reddit post was shared across Sun's Twitter yesterday, I believe. And we need to talk about it because... Bless this poor girl's heart. She needs some advice. So my 21 female boyfriend, 19 male, constantly talks about Devin Booker, the basketball player, and Drake. How can I tell him that it bothers me? My boyfriend and I got together pretty recently. It's only been about 15 days after knowing each other for two months and a half. When we first started talking, all he did was talk about Devin Booker, who is a player for the Suns basketball team, and also about Drake. He would listen to Drake's songs for three hours straight. I thought I could be okay with his interest in both of them, since everyone has their own interest in things. But recently, I've noticed that he can't go five minutes without mentioning Devin Booker. For example, we're eating ice cream, and out of nowhere, he asks... Do you think Devin Booker likes chocolate ice cream? <laughs> or we're on the phone and we've gotten quiet for a bit. And then he hits me with, do you think Devin Booker is asleep right now? <laughs> I just laugh it off and say I have no idea. But all I'm thinking about inside is how can you switch that interest you have in them to me or at least talk more about yourself? I'm stumped on how to even bring it up with him. I'm able to play a bit more of my songs in the car when we go out. Without him commenting on them or complaining that he needs more Drake in the car. The thing is, I have fun and enjoy our time together when he isn't talking about them. He's a really sweet guy, and I just want to ask him if he can tone it down a bit without sounding rude. Hold on. So they've been together 15 days based on this post? Yeah, right? but they've known each other. They've been oh, talking for okay, two and yeah. a half months. But let's make this very clear. This is 15 days in, right? And yeah. He's still in that I'm trying to impress you mode. Mm -hmm. This is just going to get worse. Yeah. Like, this is not going to get better. Nope. My advice, don't stay around if you don't like this, <laughs> because this is a li way of life. This is not a, a fad or anything. You will be hearing about this <laughs> in perpetuity forever if he's doing it right now. Oh, my like, God. I, I'm pretty sure... He, uh, you know, if it, like on Friends where they had their cards, Devin Booker's one through five, all right, on this guy. <laughs> and as Saul said earlier, he's double laminated. That's how sure he is about this. Man. You know, I, I think Sam Cooper said, which one of you is, is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, and I, I joked around. I sent everybody a text and was like, which one is it? We all know who it is. We all know who it is. That's funny. Uh, this is hilarious to me. I don't care. Like people in the chat are like, you know, this is just a meme. This is fake or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. The idea of somebody being like, 
do you think Devin Booker is asleep right now? <laughs> Cracks me I mean, up. can you imagine like that? Like that, I would lose my mind, like, both fuming and mm. laughing hysterically if somebody actually did that. I can't, I, I, I keep picturing, so like, funny. I keep picturing, like, the guy come, comes over to the girl's house, they're sitting on the couch, they're all snuggled watching a movie, and then he just whispers, do you think Devin Booker's awake? <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's, like that, it's like that one meme where the couple's lying in bed and the woman's all pissed off and she's like, I bet he's thinking about other women. And he's like curled up sleeping, dreaming of Devin Booker. <laughs> how, how you doing? And how's Devin Booker doing? Oh, oh, you're like, oh my God. I, I, don't, I would love to think this is fake, but that's just way too detailed, one. And two, we all know guys that probably would actually totally. be like this. For sure. So, totally. If you just look at Twitter after Devin Booker's good games, you'll find them all. Oh, my gosh. You'll find them all. Do you think Devin Booker likes chocolate ice cream? <laughs> Gerald, will you ask? I Next time you to talk now. to Devin, I need you to uh, ask him if he likes chocolate ice cream. We need you to find that answer now. <laughs> Nate, yes. Nate, I ask my wife all the time, quote, do you think Flex is playing zone defense? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, man. Strays. I love it. Oh, Mr. my Flex. goodness gracious. <laughs> so says Jay. So my wife lives the life this lady is worried about. <laughs> <laughs> either which way That's again funny. if this is real or fake i don't care this brought me so much joy because i thought this was the funniest thing ever mm -hmm. and i will never not from here on out it, when shit gets random mm -hmm. if you're a sense fan i'll be like do you think devin booker likes chocolate <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen Crazy. gerald <laughs> yeah if you ask this and it's on video Oh boy! I will give you a hundred bucks. Oh, live on the show. What? One hundred dollars. That's the easiest money you can ever make. I feel like I'm crossing some sort of ethical boundary no! like, as a journalist here, but you're allowed to ask a question. Last question. You get now. paid to you ask do questions. It. I. Yeah, but I this am, is a bonus. Yeah, hold <laughs> on, so it's you an get end of the year bonus, bonus Gerald. Yeah. Come That's on, it. man. You are going above and beyond what your expectations I mean, I are here. You are exceeding you, expectations. You deserve a bonus. I bet you Devin Booker would laugh. I'll give you 150 bucks I bet if you, you read if you ask him if he's seen the Reddit post and ask him how he feels oh, about okay. it. All right. All right. I can do that. And then you ask him about the ice cream. Do it. Oh my do god. It. This is gonna be do awesome. Do it. Do it. Cole is never letting you know. Asking that Booker. question with a straight face. Oh my god, it's gonna be hilarious. Devin, I need to know chocolate ice cream or not. Devin, no. career high 17 assists for you tonight. Do you like chocolate ice cream? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would make it even Just better. Like that. Oh my god. Just he's like up on the yeah. <laughs> oh my god katie how do you feel about devin booker liking chocolate ice cream <laughs> hey kev hey kev hey kev how are you doing all right oh, that'll do good. it Thanks for, for us asking. today thank you guys for hanging out with us we appreciate you uh we'll be back tomorrow we got a pregame show 30 minutes before tip off and then of course a postgame show as well um so don't forget to join us for that marco salas said uh, Girth didn't record the Denver Rat. We need this. Girth. Yeah, Gerald, you owe <laughs> us. Damn right. Oh man, you owe us. All right. How about the mayor? This is going to set a dangerous precedent with me and Jesse if Gerald accepts. <laughs> I can only imagine what Derek would offer to to oh pay God. Jesse to ask yeah. certain questions. You know, it's a good. This is a toss up between who would say yes and who would say no, Jesse or Gerald. Look, mm. I'm not asking him to ask anything out of pocket or anything that isn't right. in the public discourse. Yeah. Of course, of like, course. Derek might be different. Totally. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm just curious who would say yes faster, you or, or Jesse? Gerald. Gerald. A million so? percent, Gerald. A million percent. A <laughs> million percent. Okay. Gerald. Gerald's kind of leaned into what we are uh, here. At, on this <laughs> crazy Gerald has been forced in. <laughs> yes. <No. Jesse, laughs> We've broken him. Jesse is, uh, he's hard to break. Yeah. He's a hard to break that guy. <laughs> Even though he's like a hundred pounds, he's hard to break. <laughs> Gerald, okay. if you don't do it, I'm going to go out to practice and do it. See, that so. worries me more. Yeah, Same. exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Gerald wasn't brave enough to ask this question, uh, Devin. Even so. better. Drag me down. With uh -huh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can give me a follow at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Do you ever wonder what Devin Booker is doing in this moment and how you could be doing it with him? Ahoy, hoy.